2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 151. <laughs> And from nineteen eighty seven. 151, man. Light that shit up. Remember Light that? It up, it's like Rob. It's like, it's like, oh my God. They got so fried last night. They were drinking Bacardi 151. <laughs> which in like retrospect is like, oh, that's like a cry for help. Like no normal person should be doing that. You could light it on fire for God's sakes. Never but back then we were like, idea. I mean, I I the number of times I stood in the liquor store was like, this would be cheaper overall because you wouldn't have to use as much. Like just the idea of that, like <laughs> Rob, what's what is the bigger cry for help that or trying to break a bottle of aftershock so you can get the booze crystals out of it. Oh God. Oh. I will say that is the, that's a major difference. Like we should have just been using more ice in college. Like, where, I, oh, like how many times I, did I drink? I didn't know ice existed with, until yeah. I was like oh, 25. Yeah, what was Let's I go thinking? down to the ice machine. <laughs> what are you talking about? We should have figured out a way. Like, how about a cooler and like go buy ice at the gas station? Like, we oh, should have okay. figured this out. We yeah, drank I'll have so a cooler much in my room. With ice. <laughs> I never drank about? anything with ice until I was probably in my mid twenties. Yeah, I know. And you're like, oh, this is actually a much nicer way to experience this. What might be a cry for help is I remember very vividly my senior year having a blender in my room. And I would make frozen <laughs> drinks. Like, I think that See? might be a cry so, for help. Oh, how'd you freeze the drinks? Did you go get some ice? I don't think I froze. I don't know. That's a great question. Honestly. <laughs> I don't think they're frozen. Yeah. Do you guys like grasshoppers when they're warm? Is that okay? I only have so much cream to menthe. Yeah, this bottle of Sprite came out of the machine about two hours ago. (laughs) There was one guy that we had in our pod who had an extreme cry for help. He was such an alcoholic that we went to, I think it was Firehouse Liquor. Was that place, you know, out in Northfield? It was like in Dundas, it was south. You know, not quite too... The, the Kmart that's I not knew there you were anymore. Pull it out like, you know, so. He seemed like he was pulling down back. three there, and he bought so many bottles of lime vodka because they were like four bucks oh, each, boy. and so he just us all he drank was lime vodka Ugh. for like seventeen weeks no, straight. Please stop. You know that's the that and rip your schnapps. That's that drink that did me in at that bachelor party. Yeah. I told you about that bachelor party, right? I went to that and I was wearing a shirt that says, "Actually, I am a rocket scientist." And there's a picture of me just in the road with my hand sleeping like Jenny, like I'm on a roller coaster. Just the one of the worst nights ever. And to top it all off, guess what happened the night before I got to the special party? Somebody had sex with a person at the campsite in front of everybody. What, like a, a random or what? Yes. It was like a guy who was in the wedding party. Well, he didn't actually come to the wedding, but he had sex with this woman at the campsite. So when I got to the bachelor party with Peyton, they were like, hey. So first of all, sitting next to Peyton watching that would have been crazy. But second of all, <laughs> second of all, they're like, oh yeah, this guy had sex with this woman in the campsite. We all watched for like 10 minutes. And I was like, what? What? And I'm here, right? What are we going to do? Oh, we're playing golf today? Oh, that's going to be real fun. Oh, I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, what are we going to talk about at golf? Oh, how that guy had sex with somebody in public in front of everybody? I mean, I had not watched HBO Real Sex. I did not realize that was a thing that you could just go do. Okay. Speaking of which, Beck did it better today, sponsored by Hedonism 2. Hedonism 2, a very real club in uh, Jamaica where you can go have sex with people. So, links are purple. All right. So, I think I've almost gotten through the intro. Uh, It's 1987. It's Faith by George Michael. Okay. Let's go to... Now, 
let's turn on the radio. Okay. Let's travel back in time. It's That's 1987. Fun. This album, guys, it blew my mind when I read what a juggernaut this was. Same so let's just go know the times. Crazy. Oh, it's, it's crazy. crazy. It's yeah. crazy. All the awards it got. Let's, let's just go turn to 87. Let's get in our time machine. Everybody come on in. Okay. Look out for there's a lot of rivets. There's some smoke. It's controlled by one button. It's listen. It's not important. Just oh, get in. Man. It's gonna be fine. Is it controlled by a, an Xbox? It's gonna controller? be fine. I didn't say anything for the last episode. You guys were happy, okay? And by the way, this comes out like in August, so it's gonna be very timely. <laughs> let's turn on the days radio. are still getting shorter. Let's let's see what plays. Oh yeah, summer's almost over. God, back to the back to the mill. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's like Bruce Springsteen. You know what I mean? Like I'm going back. Me at the end of August is like a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> anyway, let's turn on the radio. We're in a time machine, blah, blah, blah. Hey, wait a minute. Here's my mom. Hey, Rob. That gives me some ideas. What? I just got a text that says my downstairs neighbor is really loud. Should I make a noise complaint? Is this a problem? Oh, my God. Russell. <laughs> okay. Text back. Why are you always like this? Okay. Oh. <laughs> and actually, you know what? That fits well into the theme of this song. Let's let's talk about this right now. Right, Russell, this is a, that's a that was a perfect segue, and I shouldn't talk and ruin it. What? Welcome to K Rob, K R O B. And today we are giving a little shout out to all those people out there who have moved in with somebody else. And they need to know what to say to that special someone. Well, Big Papa <laughs> Rob's been thinking. And instead of thinking of what you should say, I think it's better to think about what you shouldn't say. Things like, relax, you always get this way. Or, wow, your feet and lower legs look just like your mom's. Oh yeah. <laughs> Russ finally found Mrs. Wright. Oh, no. yes. Wakes up and makes her coffee. Looks up, yes. sees the party potty. That blocks his brand new view. But he's gonna need advice about living with a new lady. So here's some things you shouldn't say. That's too many pillows. Maybe the problem at work is you. Don't ever say that. Her shoes look comfy. Don't ever say, remind me of this girl I used to date. Don't ever tell her. When you move into your place, you're gonna share space. If you want to be happy, hey, 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 just watch what you say, say, say. When you want to hear about the greatest, that was amazing. I made a few videos. Watch what you say. Where's my button jeans with a jukebox? But Rob, do you ever think maybe I'm not being that loud and they're just gaslighting me? Yes. Yeah, try that one. Beck did it better. I would just threaten to kick her out. I think that's your best bet. Just be like, I don't know if this is working out. One little thing. Listen, Russell. Okay, do not tell her that she's got too many pillows. I just want to go over those jokes again because I thought they were good. Do not tell her that she might be the problem at work. <laughs> Don't do what I did that one time where I said, wow, that was a great story. Could you tell it again? Okay. They do not like that. What's the one about the lower legs? Uh, I don't know what that was. That was a weird one. That was a ghostwriter. Somebody wrote that one. I would never say that. You know what? If my wife had legs like my mother-in-law, I'd be happy. And that's weird on a lot of levels. <laughs> Can't believe I just said that. <laughs> Everybody... That's got, hear that. that's got some layers. That's got some layers. 
That one's that joke's got legs to it. That one's gonna keep going. Oh yes. <laughs> now, how about what you? What are you guys doing for pillows on your bed? If I went, if I went into your bedroom right We've now, done this before, We've and I was putting on a single track recorder somewhere We've in that room. Before. Where? How many pillows are in your bed, Aaron? How many pillows are in your bed? Three. Nah. That is so That's bizarre. Fucked. There's no way That's you've got fucked. three. <laughs> three <laughs> pillows. No way. Yeah, one yeah, for me you? and two for her. That's it. I mean, it's like when pillows. you order mozzarella sticks at the restaurant, they give you five. No one's ever <laughs> wanted five. Give them four or six or eight. No one's ever wanted five. And I have one. That's Imagine it. sleeping with a one pillow guy. Oh, yeah, just I one mean, pillow makes me happy. No, four pillows. <laughs> I, my wife and I sleep with four. She's gone. She's in Paris right now. I'm by myself. Okay. You're babysitting your kids. I'm babysitting the kids. Yeah. And I use all four pillows now. I've got a pillow on this shoulder. I've got a pillow on this shoulder. I'm taking a pillow and putting it between my legs and sleeping Uh, with it there all night. Okay. I won't say if it's her or my pillow. (laughs) Those are pillows. She comes in and she's like, the doctor says I have face crabs. That's so weird. (laughs) And I say, well, you should call them. uh, Pubic lice face. <laughs> pubic lice face. God, now I'm back in middle school. Kids used to call me that all the time. Oh, God. Oh. If anybody, if anybody's watching in on this one, they they hit the jackpot. This is gonna go off the rails. This is the second one recording that. This is gonna go off the rails so it is technically the pubic lice face episode as, as oh to this point of the episode, right? If this episode description doesn't have the very SEO friendly term pubic lice face in it. I'm going to be pissed. Rob, Rob, where's the hyphen there? I guarantee we'll be the number one podcast that's related to pubic head lice or whatever you just said. So face lice. We will be the top face, one. Man. Yeah. No, just kidding. I'll wash the pillowcases before she goes back. <laughs> <laughs> Something I don't think I've ever done in my life. Maybe when a kid threw up, I thought about it. I was like, oh, that one better get washed. You've never washed. When I was in college, I swear to Christ, I didn't wash my sheets for a whole semester. What? It didn't even occur to me. But it was, I did have leopard print striped. Did I tell you this? I had leopard print sheets my senior year of college. They sold them at Target. I thought it was so funny to have like this total sex dungeon up on a loft. and Just... And they, and I was like, oh, it kind of smells like an animal now. Like that makes, like, I cannot imagine what that room smelled like now. I can't, I, I'm changing my sheets, what, every week? You guys change your sheets? How often are we change the sheets? Yeah, every week. Okay. We are talking, this is back to the better. I've got three guys here, okay? <laughs> Actually, maybe, maybe an extra guy who's just watching. He just likes to watch. He, uh, and we are ready to give advice to Russell for all sorts of things he should or shouldn't say. To his upstairs tenant, uh, I think is the term. I think the term oh, is used earlier. Yeah, according according to the IRS, Russell is the both somehow both the landlord of the place and is the charity organization. Hey, Rob, it's either way, I'm head of household. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> some guys run their house. Some guys run around their house. Yeah. Russell runs his house. <laughs> Russell's email back to me. Can you please beep that whole section where I said that stuff? Uh, I've got four guys here who thought he said, I want Tex-Mex. Shit. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. I've got four guys here who thought he said, I want your Tex-Mex. Nailed it. (laughs) Either way, it sounds good. I had some queso. I went, you guys know I went to Chipotle. I did get my first stripe in jujitsu. 
I was able to do that. Okay, I am now kind of a lethal weapon with these hands. Uh, and I did go to Chipotle for the first time in a long time. I did get some queso from them. I don't even think it's good queso. It was good. I love a cheese that's a liquid. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want a cheese where when I show it to my fancy cousins, they're like, you think that's fucking cheese? Rob, I'm talking plastic cheese. I'm talking liquid cheese. Give it to me. Rob, how would you rank these cheeses? A block right. of cheese? <laughs> shredded okay. cheese? Yeah. Or like, or like cheap nacho ballpark cheese? Like the, in a Tostitos thing that you have Dude, to heat up? Fuck, Mary kill. You got the oh. block of cheese. Yeah. The shredded cheese or the stadium mm-hmm. nacho cheese. Last place, block of cheese. What am I doing with it? You I'm going to slice it, it thin. It. Yeah, no, I'm going to slice it too thick. I mean, that's what people who cut cheese at home and it's too thick. I don't need it. Okay. If, or if it's not the same thinness the whole way through, yeah. if it's not a uniform thinness. It won't, yeah. won't surprise you to know that I cut cheese at home. I'm, I'm a block of cheese guy. And you know what? Your cheese doesn't have stolen valor then because it doesn't have uniform <laughs> thickness. You know what? So, I salute you. Cheese. So you're killing you're killing the block, Rob. Are you fucking or marrying the shredded or the, the stadium nacho? Tell you what, gonna marry the shredded. <laughs> I mean gonna marry the shredded. You can use it for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Plus what 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 are you doing to that stadium? Can nacho I tell you what cheese? story I gotta tell you? Cause I just thought of shredded cheese. Can I tell you this story? Bring it. You gotta get bring me back on track though later. <laughs> you guys know that my in-laws you guys know that my in-laws stayed at our place so my wife and I stayed in a hotel and if you recall what does that mean it, uh, when we got done with that thing it was like a pubic hair cemetery in there we both had shaved you know anytime my wife and I stay in a hotel the first thing we do is shave our pubes what it was un, it, it looked like shredded I mean it was what? like because I've told you that before. I know no, he's he talked about it. No, he yeah. has talked about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Matt. Oh, my Matt's, God. You know what? Matt's paying attention. I missed that one. I missed well, that I have, one. I had to shave this time. I had these face lice things. I've never heard of them before, but oh, they're really bad. <laughs> See the description. Uh, listen, and then next, I'm mayor, I am uh, fucking, I am effing. I'll be respectful. I am effing the nacho cheese because... It's kind of what you want the shredded cheese to be like. There's so many times where you're just like the shredded cheese. You're like, just get like the nacho cheese. I want that. Put in the put in the microwave air in that microwave of yours. You, you try to change the yeah. shredded into the nacho, but it never but works. It's, does it's it. not going to work. It but just work. like that person who would be more fun to hook up with than Mary, if somebody saw you putting like liquid cheese on like a salad, they'd be like, this guy's fucked in the head. Shredded cheese? That's fine. So the wife has to be more of a something where people don't look at you and be like, that guy's messed up. I think Brian from Woodbury eats nachos every night. He's done it for like 20, like 30 years in a row. Does he do shredded cheese or does he have like some sort of pouch of cheap nachos? The real answer, you know, you you can buy a bag of shredded cheese, right? But the real answer is you get a block of cheese and you hand shred it and then put it on. That's how you get. Yeah, later Brian does. And later yeah. I'll go out and tighten my hat because I just came over on the Mayflower. I mean, shredding my own cheese. What the my fuck? Hat. Have you ever looked at the price of shredded cheese in the grocery store? No, because it doesn't matter. What are you going to not buy it? If they're like two for a hundred dollars, better. Like, sure, it's a better. It's you get a better melt. Well, and the thing is, yeah, there's, there's nothing like the shredded cheese where they're like, "Hey, it's two for ten. and you're like, "Well, I didn't want two bags of shredded cheese, but you know what? I am going to take two. Every the more t- you that, buy, the more you save. It gets me every time. Uh, my gas is so cheap now. Uh, listen, that's a real inside joke for all you Cub fans out there. Sorry. 
we okay. were introduced. We were back seven, on track. We were seven years introduced before the I've got some guys. Matt in Minneapolis. <laughs> Matt, how are you doing? Landed the plane. I've got four he did guys it. here that want to talk about yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> I'm doing good, Rob. All I want to say is I know not everybody has a body like you. Thanks for having me on the podcast today. And thank goodness. Thank goodness for everybody. Uh, I've got Russell in Minneapolis. Russell, how are you doing? Okay, this might be my greatest one ever. So hear me out, guys, for a oh, second. Geez. Okay. Okay, but if you could speed up, we're trying to get this done quick. Aaron, you may need some time off from this next emotion. Some time to pick your heart up off the floor. Your city shows no shows no love for public financing devotion for your team. <laughs> and despite oh, your reverse oh. boycott, John Fisher is showing your shitty baseball team the door. Oh, but at least man. you had faith, faith, faith. But at least you had faith, faith, faith. That's just deep. Always had faith. See, I would say now, now they're the Las Vegas ace, ace, ace. But you, you know gotta I mean? have ace, ace, ace. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have Las Vegas ace. Say yeah, I think, we're, ace, I think ace. we're stuck with them for another year. So I'll, I'll be going to as many games as I can while I can. That'll show that owner. Yeah. He's, his ass isn't buying blocks of cheese. I can tell you that. Now, Aaron. The other day, Aaron was telling me the other day, He's out talking to people and he meets this guy and the guy kind of has a strange accent. So Aaron says, where, 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 where are you from? What's your, what's your nationality? Okay. Classic Aaron question. He loves Anze asking this question. And the guy goes, I'm, I'm uh, from Liberia. I'm Liberian. And Aaron goes, all hail Liberia. Hail all hail. That's their national anthem. It's the Liberian national anthem. Oh, <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? You know where you can find the mystery. Where, where you can find the mystery section. I can't. I first of all, Matt, that's rude. Actually, what you just did. Okay, I have to say this. That made me so mad that Aaron cut me off when he knows this is a joke. I prepare and I get stressed because I'm like running low on these. I'm like I'm like typing in puns in Twitter. Like, please help me. And then Aaron came up with that fact. Which is the, your mind. which is the, I just want to remind you, he just sang us the national anthem for Liberia. And yeah. it makes it, it makes me realize why I do this because it's moments like that, that I realize Aaron is a total psychopath and we get to talk to him so much. And it's so great. You see to be as shaved in a week. I know. Well, it's, so this is weird though. Is that he met the Liberian and the guy goes, so I'm Liberian. And he goes, I'm sorry, where are you from? <laughs> Aaron, please sing your anthem again. All hail Liberia, hail, all hail. Which, of course, makes me think of Russell's bit of the angry librarian who hates books. Hey, what I wanted to say to you is, teacher, there are things that I don't want to learn. Let's talk about faith by George Michael. All right. Here, here we go back again to the Russ's angry librarian hates books. Um, puts them all in spine first. So I use the other pages. It's like, God damn. (laughs) (laughs) Librarian humor. I'll tell you what, it's lucky that Dewey Decimal guy did what he did because he was probably like, he was probably like, Hey, I should invent the decimal. And somebody's like, it's already been done. He's like, okay, well I should invent a system to put away books. Okay, sure. <laughs> oh, you're going to invent a system to put away books? Do you think every kid growing up in the 80s is going to learn that for some reason? Get real. Rob, I should, I've should. i just invented a system to put away my DVDs. It's called the Rust Decibel System. <laughs> I've got to keep them all now. 
Oh, well, I couldn't believe it was about the Huey and Louie decimal system. All right. So that was a do good you guys one. Think I, do you guys and, think um, I should cancel my spin class in the morning? Yes. No, yeah. no, no. Yes. Is, it, is, is it before 8 a.m.? First of all, yes. you guys interrupted my Liberian joke. Is it this weekend or not, Matt? Because if it is, you're 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 done. Listen, we do not have any voicemail, so we are going to do a video <laughs> breakdown. Four, three, two, one. I wish Barry from Burnsville calling every once in a while. Video breakdown. Here People we get go. lazy when you don't have their episodes up on time on Tuesday, Rob. Well, listen, uh, as you know, it was the end of the school year, so I went out and totally forgot to do it. <laughs> Rob, I think you're looking for opposites attract. But it is very <laughs> fun right. to watch Rob try to figure actually out. Had, I had this moment where I knew a few weeks ago that we were up late. We were, The podcast wasn't up. But I was like, I feel bad telling Rob to like, hey, like, I don't want to remind him and be a dick because he does all no, the work. So, like, you should. should. Should I tell him or do we wait a day or what are we supposed to do when he forgets next time? You should because in the summer, Tuesdays aren't really a thing to me. Like, there's just kind of like, <laughs> there's a stretch of days where I'm home by myself. And then there's some days where the whole family is here with me, you know? So, yes, I do not know what Tuesday is. I don't know what Thursday is. Help me out, please. You just judge it on how, how, how wet the spot on the bed is, right, Rob? Oh, my God. I, I'm not... No, this is going to be a clean episode. It's time to go to bed. It must be Thursday. This is going to be a clean. This is going to be a clean episode. It's, it's like it's like a, a point zero four dampness scale. Now, as Aaron, as Aaron has pointed out, uh, we are doing the video opposite of track. So once again, he cut me off for the second segment in a row. The Robbie wetness Let's decimal check. system. I wish our, our listeners could have seen Rob trying to Google this video. <laughs> Okay, well, what did I say here that I was trying to Google? I wrote two steps forward, one step back video. And it was like a TED Talk. I'm pretty like, sure this is a Meg from Pittsburgh production, right? And now. what yeah. What I don't get you is guess who's... going to need her help on the editing here. Guess who's giving the TED Talk? This is MC Scat Cat. Now, of course, this is opposite the track. It's the famous video. By the way, you know what movie came out today, Russell? Uh, 40 years ago? No, 35 oh, years ago. What movie? Roger Rabbit, who framed Roger Rabbit, your favorite. For, not 40 years ago. Yeah. No. What, no, 35, no. you said. You said 35. 35. So that video, which movie, which Russell often says is a very, quote unquote, make me horny movie. I, I okay. pause it on airplanes. He's paused it on airplanes. <laughs> it's me and Bob Hoskins. <laughs> so. That is, and in your honor, Russell, I am showing the mo second most famous cartoon with real things, which of course is the video Opposites Attract, which everybody knows the name of it. That's what you'd Google right away. It's not a big deal. All right. Uh, and so we are going to see, of course, Polly Abdul famously dancing around with MC Scat Cat. Now, why did Polly Abdul have so many good songs? Probably had a good, a good team writing for her, I would imagine. I mean, she was like an industry phenom. Do you think she was one of the first where they were like, hey, listen, this is a Laker girl who could dance. She looks good. We can make her sound good in the studio. Like, does she start this kind of good-looking superstar trend in music, do you think? I don't know. She's a skilled singer, Aaron? I, I don't think so. I was trying to think if there have been other Laker girls who became... Stars. I love the. She was, she was a judge on American Idol. She had to be a great singer, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there you go. So. That's a great point. Now, listen, of course, we are having a serious conversation while we were watching Paul Abdul dance with a cartoon cat. And guess what? It looks good. 
right? This still looks really good to me. They're definitely dancing together. Oof. Good look. Who is this guy? And wouldn't you be pissed if you're like this singer on this video? You're like, I'm a Then cat. instead of being in the video, you're a cartoon cat? Yeah, you never even get to go to the studio or anything. It's He's married to the woman who sang Good Vibrations or whatever that one was where they changed who it was. Did you guys see he's smoking a cigarette? You don't see that yeah. in music videos anymore, do you? Well, there's a, it's no. a line in the song. Oh, this is just kind of uncomfortable now. Is it risky? Well, it seems... I... This is not this this does not hold up. No, it does not. Uh, what? Yeah. Like the eighties yeah. sitcom animation. Right. It's weird though, because he had, he has a hole in the Do you think he should his pants should go up over his front legs too? Because like a cat is on all fours, right? So the pants <laughs> should cover the whole bottom half. Right? Hmm. I've never but seen a cat wear pants before. I don't know. See, I think it should be four legs. Should cat he's pants only got cover shoes on, on his back feet, too. Does he need shoes on his front feet as well? Huh. That's a great point. Paul Abdul can dance. There's no doubt, right? Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, they've used the scene a couple times now. They've, they kind of keep... Re- you, you can tell they're like, we don't quite have enough. So it's Roger Rabbit. It's this. What else out there? What are the other great humans in cartoon moments? What What else is there? <sighs> hmm. this, we're just crushing podcast content right now. <laughs> I can't think of any human cartoon action. Feels like there's got to be a couple. We just watched Ninjago, and the beginning has live action Jackie Chan and then the animated one has voiceover Jackie Chan do you have any urge to tell your kid like hey let's watch Rumble in the Bronx oh yeah I was like we should watch Drunken Master yes (laughs) yeah Drunken Master is so good yeah he's like fighting with the jugs of stuff and eating noodles yeah oh it's like Mary Poppins or one of those really old ones oh yeah Mary Poppins yeah Mary Poppins Rob's favorite song of the south he loves that one oh Mm. Yeah, you got it yes. there before I got a chance. <laughs> Shit, no, it doesn't say, matter. All this is getting edited out. That All video right. was it wasn't as exciting as I thought it was going to be. No. You know, and you know what's the worst? I've saved that for ever. I've been like, just, oh, this is my emergency go to, just in case we have to delete this, a voicemail. And this is going to slap because I'm going to make so many jokes about the cat and Paul Abdul having sex, which I, I didn't. You- I just want to point out I didn't do that, so I should get some credit. I don't think you made any jokes. I haven't heard a joke in like four minutes. All right. So let's get into <laughs> rolling, going. What was on Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan? What was that Space one? Jam. Space that's Jam. Exactly. Space Everybody. Jam. That's it. There you, go. you nailed it's it. LeBron James. Yeah, slam. Slam. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, of course, my Space Jam. It's LeBron James's Space Jam. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, rolling, going. How's it going with you? It's going great. It's going great. Um, some new music out. There's a new uh, unearthed recording of John Coltrane uh, from the village, not the village Vanguard, the village gate, I think, playing oh, impressions cool. with Eric Dolphy. So it's from 1961. That's pretty it, fun. I've been listening to that a lot. How do they just find this stuff? I mean, right. It's like, somebody, did, yeah, it's a good question. I, it like, seems like they're always finding like drawers of tapes, right? Isn't that weird yeah. that they just are like, right. 
Well, there's, I don't know, there's one from like when Monk played at East Palo Alto High School uh-huh. where it was like the janitor had recorded Monk, it. The and TV then, show guy again? Kept yeah. doing this <laughs> again, like three weeks in a row? No, no, no. That guy was an anti-felonious monk. He hated felonies. That's what oh, Monk yeah. hated. This is Thelonious Monk. <laughs> so I don't know. Thelonious, I, I, Thelonious. I read the circumstances by, uh, by which they found this and I've already forgotten, but I've been enjoying that. But what I really, we talked about crazy drinks in the first Half, Can I just say I one thing, Aaron? In. I'm yeah. going to interrupt you real quick. I oh, went yeah, to a really? jazz concert the other night. Uh, yeah. I had, and I got to tell you, I think the amount of jazz we've done on here made me a better jazz listener. Yes. Like I was listening and I was listening to like, oh, I they've switched time signatures here or they've, I can hear a theme that they keep coming back to like every instrument. And I was like, I am enjoying this on such a deeper level than all these dummies who are sitting with me and they have never discussed jazz albums on the podcast. So I just want to thank you guys. Cause I, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, same thing, same thing for me. Absolutely. Yeah. I understand it now. It's way, way different. Yeah. It's great. And I had a perfect view where I could see all three people with not even moving my eyes. So I was like, I could, it was great. It was unbelievable. Sorry, go ahead. Podcast is making everybody's life better. No, it's more interesting than I what I what I do have to say, which is my newest uh, favorite person on the internet is a an Instagram account called Reds Madness, and it's a it's a Viking looking guy. I think he might he looks like he's from like he wears a he wears Syracuse gear a lot, and he's exactly what like Russell was doing in college, except he's doing it on Instagram where he's, he's just like making crazy drink concoctions. It's like, we're going to take the Hennessy privilege and we're going to mix it with Modelo. And then you stir it up and then he drinks it. And every time he loves the drink. And I, I love these videos. I love the simplicity of them. And he's always making drinks where I'm like, oh man, Russell would have loved that drink back in 1999 or 2000. And so that's my new, that's my new favorite internet stop is Red's Madness uh, Instagram. He's just, he's just making crazy drinks. Yeah, and every time it's the same. He's got a glass sitting in front of him with ice in it. He's got, you know, some kind of liquor and some kind of sweet yeah. mixer. He pours them together. He stirs them up. He gives you the shaka. He drinks it, and he says, "Oh, that's great! It's so good!" And I just, I love it. I can't get enough of it. And that reminds me of like those days in college where you'd be like, "I don't know what to drink," because like I for a while I did amaretto sours. Like that's, oh Rob, I should have been your bartender. You want to hear some of my drinks back in the day? I don't even know if I can rename them though on this podcast. It'd be inappropriate. You know, I know what I ended up doing though at parties all the time was Dew Drivers, just Mountain What's Dew that? and vodka, just unholy stuff. I didn't know stuff. it was called a Dew Driver. But <laughs> it was, and there's a reason you can't order it anywhere. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I just watched one where he did uh, seven Remy Martin seventeen thirty eight mixed with uh, watermelon Sprite. Watermelon Sprite. Ooh. It- wouldn't that just be Sprite? Like watermelon doesn't taste that strong, right? It's Speaking of water. watermelon, I was out at a festival a few weeks ago and I'm walking down the street. They've got all these food stands and everything. A watermelon juice stand. <laughs> Guy, no. He goes up. He's like, I need some of this watermelon juice. I'm like, well, shit, I need some too. I go and get it. It ended up just being like watermelon juice. Like I expected it to be something other than watermelon juice. And it was kind of disappointing. Is it just water? It just tasted like watermelon juice. I thought it would be something else. I don't know what what I expected. I don't get what you thought it would be. I don't know. Like lemonade. Like if, if I just squeezed a lemon into a glass and drank it, it wouldn't taste like lemonade. It would taste like there'd be like sugar and shit in it. 
So I yeah, figured some sweetness in there. But Russell, if you got a cup of lemon juice, you would expect it to just be the lemon squeezed in. You needed to go to a watermelon watermelon raid stand. Watermelonade. Watermelonade. Why was it so easy for you? What was I adding? <laughs> I, watermelon I thought it, would be, I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be watermelonade and not watermelon juice. I was yeah. sorely disappointed. Well, well, I I went to that place and I was disappointed because you know how they get the juice. They juice all the seeds. They try to get out of the seeds. That's the, I would say that's the worst part. <laughs> Don't juice the seeds. There's barely any juice in there. <laughs> Oh my God! Who's rolling? What so, is this, Aaron? Is this what you mine. brought up, Aaron? I yeah, I lost, I lost uh, connection for a second. So that's it. I like watching the guy make the silly drinks on Instagram. But how's it rolling going with Matt? Uh, good. I uh, participated in a battle today. Oh, How so? At a, God, at a I cannot battle. wait to talk about this. Please, Lord, let's <laughs> talk about this right now. Yeah. So my kids. We've heard about this thing called cardboard camp for a very long time. Kids finally got to go to it this year. It's summer here in Minnesota. And so like, well, what are you guys doing every day? And like Eddie comes home and goes, I made a sword. Yeah. You know, he shows me this really cool sword, you know? And I said, well, Leo, what'd you make? I made a scythe. He's got this big five foot tall scythe. And then the next day, Eddie makes this butcher's box. Like, what do we do with these things? Well, on Friday, last hour camp, we have a battle. What? I'm like, what? You know what? What do you mean you have a battle? Well, see, we fit, you know, all this stuff. So like, you got to come. So I go and then they, so then they hand me a, a sword right when I get there. They're you're in the battle. I go, I have, what's going on? Yeah, so you're going to whip these kids ass, Matt. So basically for the last week, these kids have been doing nothing but building castles and making armor oh, yes. and making knives and swords and shields. One kid dressed up as a turtle. So his, his, uh, his, he could just, hunch over and pull the turtle and over him so he couldn't get attacked, you know, things like that. So these kids are coming up with all this creative stuff. Love it. And at the end, you've got these counselors who the, the, the head guy was a substitute teacher, actor, and then he ran these cardboard camps in the summer. And he could not have been more cool and he was like the leader and everybody's following him and everybody's just in like he was just made to be a cardboard camp counselor. It was awesome. But so then at the end, you know, they teach him how to fight. So then we had this full all out battle at the mm-hmm. end where it was basically what I think to be like a large LARPing class for, you know, kids, cardboard God. LARPing. I so did you did you win the battle? No, Eddie got me. I died oh, because, you know, I don't know, you know, one of the right. chances, something, something, the parents always die. You know, basically, yeah. you know, you have to tell them for all those. There's a couple of Lakeville kids there. I think the Lakeville dads specifically, yeah, they're, you they're know, they intense. thought that like, mm-hmm. you know, they're just, they're tense. They just can't calm down. Anything like that. So they were going to win. So the counselors had living, to like tell these guys specifically, living through the their parents kids always lose. <laughs> yeah. The parents always lose kind of thing. So the Menendez brothers the Lakeville rule. guys more than anything, but yeah. So I don't know. It was just like fate. You know, you could hit between the collarbone and the knees and you had to tap, not swipe, you know, to get a guy. And so they just did a full on cardboard battle. You know what I would have had, Matt? A cardboard what? drone. I would have been way up there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I would have had a cardboard Obama saying like, let's drone oh, strike these people. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? I would have had a whole cardboard thing, a whole cardboard setup. It would have been great. <laughs> It would have been great. So I would have never done anything like that as a kid. I don't know if there was things around like that, but kudos for, and I'm saying this with the biggest amount of affection, kudos for weird people or different people or people are just into different things. Creativity. 
on fire. Creativity, because there's no way I would have ever thought about this. And it was like one of the greatest things my kids said they've ever, whatever camp, you know, so. Just that you have the nuts to do that. And then when somebody asks you what you do for a job, you're like, yeah, run a cardboard camp for kids. Because you'd have to, I mean, your lifetime would be explaining what you do to people. Right. Yeah. But then to, unless you're there, it'd actually be really cool. Matt, if you had to make yourself a weapon at the cardboard camp, what would you make? Well, this one, one guy had like, and I don't, it probably didn't work, but it was essentially, you know, the big ball on the chain. Yes. Mace. And so he was just oh, keeping everybody mace. away by just, you know, what's it called? I think it's a mace, isn't it? A mace. That sounds right. Yeah. Morning, yeah. A morning star. Changed morning by my chain. limp. Okay. So yeah, you know, he, so he's just, so that's what I think. And then honestly, this little kid, I don't know, girl, guy, them, they, you know, he, but it had a, a, a turtle shell. So they had a sword, but then they could just fall right over, get in the turtle shell mm-hmm. and then get up and just stab you. So I don't know. I mean, just creative. So yeah. So I was in a battle today. I would have grabbed that kid and put him on his back and watched him like wiggle around because he couldn't get back <laughs> on his feet. <laughs> like, how do you like that cardboard kid? I'd fl- show yeah. up in my full cardboard shredder outfit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it'd just be, it'd rule. And then somebody would put me in a cardboard garbage truck and squash me like in the movie. Yeah. Did you hit the ice bath after are you sore? Like, how are you going to recover from the battle for tomorrow? Yeah. You know, I mean a little bit, yeah, a little bit. So I had to just take it easy tonight. And, yeah. yeah. Russ, what are, <laughs> Russ, what are you making out of cardboard at this thing? I don't know. I was more confused. I, a week or two ago, I thought Matt's kids didn't want him around anymore, but this must've been cool enough where they wanted him to be a part of it. So yeah. For sure. I was more thrown that I thought they I thought they'd had. They probably just wanted to take their swords or whatever and come at me, but they were pretty good. They, Russ, they played in the rules, but Russ would make a huge cardboard pen and be like, "Actually, the pen is mightier than the sword," and immediately get stabbed. <laughs> 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 that sounds well, that's good. So I was in the battle. Uh, Rob, rolling, going. How's it going with you? Uh, listen, so I'm at a comedy show the other day. Okay, people next to us are talking. All right. And they're oh, like, no. be Jenny, oh, I'm be, no. of course, I'm between them and Jenny. Yeah. So they're talking, yeah. they're talking. And of course, Jenny does the shh, <laughs> to which I lean forward. So now they cannot see who did it. So, so you're I'm, trying to like, interrupt. you were trying, trying to, to protect her. like, intercept yeah. it. I am stopping because if you recall, the last time Jenny shushed somebody at the comedy show, he had been hit in the face with a bottle the night before and had a huge scar. <laughs> in the next three minutes, they take out a bag of Starburst. At the comedy <laughs> cellar, like at a real stand-up place restaurant. It is a huge bag of Starburst. They are opening the bag. <laughs> they are opening the Starburst. The waiter comes to get our drink, and Jenny turns to him and goes, They have Starburst they brought in. They shouldn't have those. Oh and those God. people got in huge <laughs> trouble. I was like, I actually what? have been, I think it was at the Orpheum. It might have, I forgot what show it was recently, but they now do a thing where you can buy candy and they take it out of the wrapper for you and they put it in the plastic cup. They chew so it up. There aren't people like wiggling <laughs> around and playing with the wrappers during the show. That's I, I love that. Except now all the railings are sticky. You know what I mean? Like there's chocolate on everything. Cause it's like, it melted in my hand. M&Ms. That's what they should serve there. So anyway, that was my uh, nightmare. Who hasn't gone yet? Rolling going. Russell, did you go? Me? Yeah. As you guys know, we've been doing the DVD tournament. These are all my DVDs. <laughs> she won't let me move all of these. So I've got to take the stack. Will you help me make cutbacks? What do you think about this show? 
Should it stay or should it go? Does this DVD get thrown out? Do we like it or should we take out? What do you think of Ace Ventura? Or this movie with Catherine O'Hara? So which one should we throw? Does this DVD stay or go? Yes. Now, I told my kids that this was happening because, of course, they hear me yelling into a microphone singing the song. They get a huge kick, of course, of Russell being bossed around by somebody. But they also <laughs> said to me, why does he want to keep any DVDs at all? And I was like, well, that's not the point. Mm, fair question. I was like, we need content. All right. So we're still narrowing down the DVDs, to the DVD tournament. As we've mentioned before. These seeds are in alphabetical order. They are not in my order because if I ranked them, there'd be no purpose in doing the tournament. I would just keep the ones I want. Alphabetical order. All right. Tonight we're going to do sports. We've done action. We've done comedy. We're doing sports tonight. Does that work sports. for you guys? I'm in. For I it, love yeah. the idea that people can tell from our podcast what thing we've taken off the big text chain and put it onto our own show text chain and complained about our fans. Like just by what we talk about on the show, they're like, wait a minute. That sounds a lot like something I texted to the big group. And now these guys are making fun of it like they've been talking about it all week. But maybe I'm just imagining that. Probably am. All right. So we got to narrow down which DVDs am I keeping? So we're going to go one to 16 again. We've got a first seed and a 16 seed. And I got to say, I was a little disappointed in my sports DVDs. I feel like I'm missing some. Some of the ones in this bracket are a little bit weaker. But the first one, the one versus the 16, I think you could argue maybe neither of them are sports. I think you could argue they're both sports. It is A River Runs Through It and Fly Fishing versus The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Pro Wrestling and Fly Fishing. Are those even sports to begin with? Uh, first of yes. course they are. Of course they are. You're telling me the honky tonk man isn't an athlete? He's a honky tonk man. He's a honky tonk man. Boy, I, I I say both of them. I get. I think you've got him in the right place, Russell. I I, I got to say this, Russell. I got to yeah. plead Aaron on this. I've seen the wrestler. I've never seen a river runs through it, so I got to go with the wrestler. I should I see a river run through it? Oh my god, yeah, it's like a top five movie. Wow. It's awesome. Tell you something, I really heard about it a lot in college, and every time I thought about watching a movie about fly fishing, it reminded me of the <laughs> and I just <laughs> knew I could not it. enjoy it. I'll tell you what, I, nice guys, and I and I lived in Vermont with one of them, and we went fly fishing. Do you know what fly fishing is 90% of the time? Walking on the shittiest part of a creek to walk on, like the little rocks and stuff. And then there's parts where they're like, okay, we're going to try to cross here. But if it gets too deep, the waiters might drag you down and kill you. I'm like, what? And then you go, so you go through all the hours of walking through up a creek on little rocks, almost drowning. Okay. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, well, we're going to take this rod. And oh, by the way, it's almost impossible to cast unless you've been practicing for 30 years like I have. Don't <laughs> fuck nowhere, Montana. Okay. And you are going to get snagged in the trees. And actually, it's really hard to work on because the rod is extraordinarily long. So if you want to like grab the end of it, it's just, it's it's terrible. And okay. And if you're re- really good at it, you get the fly like out there like eight feet. It's not like yeah. you cast it 55 feet into the river. No. You, you get it like literally. 15 feet from you at, at, at the this, most. And at this point you are freezing cold, just yeah. absolutely 
bone cold, freezing cold. And then you go catch a fish and it is the smallest fucking fish you've ever seen in your <laughs> Have you ever seen a fly fisherman show the fish he's caught? They're like a this trout? big. They're like hot dogs. It's the worst. It's the, and they're like, oh, I caught this. It's a, what, what are you talking about? I could have grown that in the same amount of time. It took us to go out there. So as we're walking back, I was like, well, I'm just curious. What do you find so fun about this? And he goes, oh, the most fun part is tying the flies. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's the most fun part is tying knots? That's how you know. Like, if I said, oh, what do you love about football? What do you love about football? Oh, I love tying my shoes. That's the favorite part of football for me. What the fuck are you talking about? Rob, but then at the end, did you go play pickup basketball and did they not pass you the ball at all? <laughs> Ever. Those guys never pass the ball. <laughs> the biggest hog balls in the history of any real basketball. Ever. Yeah, and it's like we were winning. Like, if we were winning, I'd be like, well, okay, you, you go ahead. But no. I just love to ha- I love to be in that mindset with the guys like get on my back. I'm gonna put this fucking team on my back right now. <laughs> What's your guys? I'd like phone? to say River I'd, I'd like to say you finally got it. You finally got the number one seed right, number sixteen right. So good job. Finally got it right. You're taking a river runs uh, through it. Uh, yeah, it's one of the top five Saturday afternoon. If it's on, you watch the whole thing. Movie River runs through it. Serendipity. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, Shawshank. God, what's the one Shawshank. top five albums of all time? What's the one? The, the High record. Fidelity. What's that? High Fidelity. High Fidelity. Shawshank Redemption. It's got to be one other one in there somewhere, but it's just it's one of those ones. Oh, Thomas Crown Affair, number the, the oh. second one with Pierce Brosnan. You watch those movies anytime they're on. It's a great movie, Rob. You got to sit down, lay down on the couch, and watch it someday. <laughs> you know, what movie I watch with? every time it comes on. I God, this movie, and I'll tell you, the more I watch it, the funnier it gets to me. My girl. Have you guys ever seen that? <laughs> My the girl. This movie. I'll give it. You know what I'll give it? Bees. Bees plus. You know what oh, I mean? Like, okay. What? Yeah. We got to get, we got to keep going. I'm taking the wrestler also because I like Rob have not seen a river runs through it. And I do like the wrestler, although I would never want to watch it again. So Matt, Listen, Matt finally claims, Matt that's finally the, claims there's a top five movie ever. You guys vote it down immediately. I haven't seen but, it. Uh, Marissa Tomei is the wrestler, so eh, you know. All right, that helps that helps. The next one, so that was the one, the sixteen. This is the two and the fifteen. It's Ali, starring Will Smith. Oh wow! Versus Thomas white Man men Jones. can't jump. Oh, listen. First of all, Ali, we already know Will Smith can hit. We've all seen the infamous slap, which changed show business forever. Okay. <sighs> But I have not seen the movie Ali, so I could not comment on how good it is. I am going with whatever the other one was. The one with Rosie Perez. Yes. And that is so good. Yes. I mean, come quad. Who doesn't know that bit? Like, it's just so good. White men can't jump for me. I just, let's make it let's let's make it unanimous. I'm going white men can't jump. But hey, but you know what's great about you know what's you know why I bet you bought White Men Can't Jump? I think it's a great movie. It's it's the your mama jokes. Your mama jokes were the best. And it's a little bit cheaper because when you buy a Wesley Snipes movie, it's tax free. <laughs> tax free. <laughs> I just remember your mom's teeth are so yellow, she could bite a hole off a bridge. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three versus 14. The Bad News Bears. This is going back a little bit. Oh, man. Versus Varsity Blues. Varsity. How that's rated to three, I don't know. That can't be a three. <laughs> Varsity Blues all day. Yeah. I don't I'm want your life. Ten. It's a 
fucking ten. ten. I'm with Matt. Now listen, I Blues. was listening, but what was the other one besides Varsity Blues? Bad News Theories. <laughs> oh, the Can original you one. That's a three ranking. Can the you believe that's one. a three ranking? Mm. I will take uh, White Man Can't Jump. Love that movie. The Yo Mama <laughs> jokes so good. No, I, uh, Varsity Blues, of course. It was my life in high school. You know, even though I didn't want it, but. Plus, the whipped cream bikini. Has there ever been a better whipped cream bikini scene in the history of movies? Something all of us have tried, I'm sure, and you realize it actually sucks. Oh, I'm going to put whipped cream <laughs> on this person, and it's going to be pretty erotic. You know what I mean? Like, this is pretty erotic. And then you realize... In all the places I would like to be touching. Oh, yeah. It's sticky, and it's like, I I don't like this anymore. Like, I really... It turns out you can have too much whipped cream. You don't realize that, but there is such a thing as too much. And then it's like, listen, these sheets, I know I'm not going to wash them for another couple of weeks. It smells, the whipped cream goes curdled in your sheets. Oh, oh Forget about it. All right, what's the, what's the fourth? What's the fourth one is actually, you guys have never done a whipped cream bikini? Come on now. Are you telling me nobody's no. going to support me on this? Aaron did the pudding bikini in, in college. I did my the- own, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen another one in real life. All right, All right man. The four I know. versus 13. I know you're not saying anything, man. I it's know. a I baseball matchup. It's field of, it's, Bull Durham, actually, versus The Rookie. You guys remember The Rookie, the one where the old guy comes back and pitches? Oh, the Dennis Quaid Yeah, one. Dennis Quaid. Wait, what's the one Sorry. where the young kid can pitch? That's Rookie of the Year. Oh, of the year. yeah, that's right. This is, this is what was the, the one, rookie. though? I'm getting that confused. What was the one that had all those angels and they were in the outfield? <laughs> Eight men out. That's huge. What? Can, can you guys just tell me real He's quick? Like dying to get that joke out? Real quick. Had to give real, real quick. What was that movie where Tom Selleck played Mr. Baseball? <laughs> what was that movie? Huh. God, I'm trying so hard not to laugh. Just all terrible. Uh, I've actually, movies. I'm going to be honest. I've not seen either of these movies. You've never uh, seen Bull Durham. I've, I haven't seen Bull Durham. Wow! No. Can I say? But I've never watched Bull Durham either. Wow! But I'm gonna I'm gonna take Bull Durham anyway because it has a lot of famous jokes. Matt, Matt, you're a baseball player. What one are you? Picking? Yeah, I'm, I'm Bull Durham. Matt the Bull Durham over both Matt. you guys. You guys can get no vote on this one. Well, all right. Next one is the five twelve. I think this one might be the hardest game, the hardest matchup in the whole bracket. It's Field of Dreams, which Rob was referencing. Mm-hmm. versus the program the program oh my god russell that oh, is so hard <laughs> that, that i just listened to there's a new jay worthy rock marciano album out and there's a whole sample of the of the f- the film scene in the program yes. like over a rap song and then the song kicks in oh man, kill it's everyone incredible. i mean starting yeah. day blazing the table it's <laughs> it's so i the program and what i loved about it is it's and it's gotta be the train scene they had to delete. I, well, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Oh. some friends and I went out and laid in the, and that's fine, Russell, that you actually made that joke right before I was gonna. <laughs> we laid down in the street, okay? Yeah. Uh, in, oh, what, in, what was his name in that movie, The Quarterback? In Something We Trust. Joe Kane. Yes. And, and what was the thing they had for him to win the Heisman? It was Kane. Kane is able. I was like, that's fucking genius. That guy's going to win the Heisman. He had buttons made that said Kane is able. All right. The, the corner of the program, Field of Dreams of the program. Let's go. Let's I'll tell you what. Forward. Field of Dreams, I cry every time I watch the movie. 
I don't know what it is. I, but the idea that he's like playing catch with his dad, something I did a lot, got enough of. I'm good actually. <laughs> Makes me cry all the time, but I got to go with the program. It's iconic. I mean, how many times have I said place at the table to somebody? Like that's just. Put the women and children to bed and go go hunting for dinner. Oh, God. I, I was like, is yeah. this what college football is like? I can't wait to go to St. Olaf and have an experience very similar to this. <laughs> Did okay. Chris Jacobson spit in your mouth before a yeah. game ever? Oh. Yeah, Chris Jacobson knocked a football out in lecture hall. It bounced all around. I mean, it was crazy. I had to get on it or something. I can't remember what the consequence was. <laughs> all right, man, what's your vote? Field of uh, I got to go field the of dreams. Field of, you know, the three seed wasn't very good. This should definitely be at least the three seed. So <laughs> interesting. this will go. I'll go field the dreams. Aaron? I just want to correct you, Russell. The the I mean, line on the highway was the part that was cut. The train scene cut. is. At, I saw it. The I, train I scene it. is at the end yeah. of the movie. Oh, I that apologize. is not. Yeah. I'm from Iowa, so it's going to be Field of Dreams all day. Field of Dreams advances. The program gets knocked out in the first round of the DVD. Yeah. Like, Rob, that's tough matchup, man. Yeah, Rob, I, can, I have to get Rob. I have to get rid of the program tonight because of this. Oh my god! Well, I'll tell you what. I can read. It says Adidas. <laughs> all right. Next up is See the shoe is the six eleven. It's Friday Night Lights, another football movie versus a know. hockey movie, Slap Shot. Oh, jeez. I mean, this is no question. No question. Yeah. Slapshot's a top slap three, shot. Uh, nah. sports movie of all slap time. Shot. I watched Slapshot with Russell in, in the dorm room. So that one's, that one's it for me. Aaron and I, we used to put on the foil to go put play broomball. We would put metal on our fists in case we got put in a on fight. The foil, coach. In broomball. The highs of Slapshot are so high. Just yeah. love watching it. The guys, you're watching the movie, or are you kind of fast forwarding through some parts of the movie where it gets a little boring? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's about keeping the DVD or not. That's not the question. Oh boy! I mean, battle, Rob. Now, of course, my favorite part of Slapshot is how the end made sense. That was my favorite part. Oh (laughs) man! Oh, is he going to skate out there and take off all his clothes? Boy, that'll show. I mean, that was his reverse boycott, right? Like, Aaron, you might as well they go do the same boycott. thing. Like, he was pissed yeah, that they were true. selling the team. He's going to hey, get naked. Yeah, Reg was, Reg was an icon. Two greatest lines from the movie Slapshot. One's going to be bleeped out. This goes yeah. out to all that gorgeous <laughs> in FLA. <laughs> FLA. And then the second one is, they brought their toys. They brought their fucking toys. <laughs> Try to listen to the fucking song. The Slapshot like they go there and jugs up all those feathers. All right, we got two more matchups in the sports bracket here. The next one is the 710. It's He Got Game, which I was shocked that I owned. I don't know why I ever purchased now, He Got Russell, Game. Can I tell you what matchup should have been at 710? What's that? I mean, this is where you should have Kingpin to me. A bowling movie. Yeah, 710. Yeah, that's I mean, that's an ultimate. This is worse than when they moved the the B-52s out of 152 in the rankings. Are you going to tell me that I'm going to make a joke about how a 710 split can, you can add one more pin and all of a sudden you can buy a hot dog there because it's a 7-Eleven? No. This might be your most brilliant moment in the podcast, Rob. (laughs) In any episode. I don't know. I picked hot dog instead of a Slurpee, Russell. I feel like I really let myself down. A Slurpee is a 7-Eleven thing. Only I would think about a 7-Eleven and a hot dog would come into my head. So we're not doing the 7-Eleven. We're going back to the 7-10 split. You guys have to choose. He got game or the Sandlot. I mean, Sandlot for me. I, why, Sandlot, I, yeah, baseball Sandlot. movies seem to win for me. It's a blowout, isn't Sandlot. it? I mean, so yeah, many iconic scenes from he got game. I mean, 
the part where Juana, now here's my favorite part of that movie, where Juana <laughs> is on a team and she has a secret she won't want to tell you about. And this, this, I don't know. You're, you're, you're skating on thin ice on this one. Oh, you think Juana Man maybe is not the most tasteful thing to talk about in a modern day podcast? Wow, that's crazy. I was saying you could have chosen any other basketball movie. We think some of you are like, oh, it's, oh, yeah, anyway. Okay. Oh, I'm Nick Nolte. I'm Blue Chips. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. I can't make a joke. What are they, Takis, Blue Chips? If I had Blue Chips on DVD, I wouldn't give it up. No matter what the goddamn vote Under was. any circumstances. Yeah. All right. Last matchup of the night of this regional is the 8-9. It is Hoosiers versus Major League. Oh. oh. Yeah. Now, I would like to say I mean, this. Matt just League. about had a Jeez. coronary there. Matt had a moment. This is, this is the hardest choice. I do not recall ever seeing Hoosiers in my life. I feel like it's something my dad showed me what? to, quote unquote, build character when I was younger. But I don't remember watching it. Um. <laughs> So I'm going to say Major League. And I also think Major League, it's it holds up. It's a great movie. Yeah, like It's good. There's the guy who's like the, uh, what is he? He's, the, he's like the guy who's the boarding and Christian and all he looks at on the airplane is pornography. Like, it's so funny to me. I don't know why. Oh, I no, that no, no. That's, that's like Major League 2. You're way off, Brad. <laughs> this is embarrassing right now. You're embarrassing yourself. This is probably. I was trying to remember You just had a great moment like, with the 7 10 split. You getting Major League and Major League 2 confused is. A low moment. I'll tell you what, history. this is the last time I asked Joe Boo to help me with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you don't help I gotta now. take Major Jesus. League, man. I like it. <laughs> I, do. I, I mean, I brought him Kentucky Fried Chicken. What's moving on? Is it Major League or, or Hoosiers? I'm going Hoosiers. Hoosiers is too iconic and pulls oh. the heartstrings too much, even though Major League is an awesome movie. So, Rob, you went, which one did you win Major League? Though? I gotta so, go Major League. I, so, it was I'm, Major I'm telling League you, one, two to one. The eroticness of them taking the dress off, even though it was a cardboard cutout. When I was younger, I was like, this seed fucking rocks. They're undressing. Oh, I thought you were talking about the way when he takes Renee Russo's dress off with his cleats. That's that's oh, the one for me. Terrified. That would be terrifying, Love right? That one. <laughs> would you want so somebody to drives- Matt? Would you want somebody to take off a piece of your clothing with their baseball cleats? Oh, I'd give it big, a whirl. Oh, big pause! Wow, <laughs> Matt, Matt. I had to think about it. Matt, Matt. just blink twice if you've ever taken anyone's anything off with your oh. baseball cleats. Oh, with a cleat, absolutely. Oh, not. baby, you're dressed. You're dressed in your baseball coaching uniform. Oh yeah, you got the same pants on as all the players that make it look like you constantly took a shit. Oh yeah, I love those. Oh, God. The pants that are too tight and too loose at the same time. Oh yeah, baseball pants. Oh God, so erotic. So speaking of erotic, that was a pretty erotic regional. So when we get to the next round, well, the, did Ro- Rosie? Did you vote? It was. I voted. I had to vote Major League. Yeah, Major League. Oh, okay. it's close for me, but yeah. So the movies that advanced, I think this might be the strongest regional in my DVD bracket. It's Bull Durham, Field of Dreams, Major League, Sandlot, Slapshot, Varsity Blues, White Man Can't Jump, and The Wrestler. A very, Strong. a very normal DVD to collection to come home to when you start living with somebody and think, what have I done with my life? All right. So we're out of that. So what are we doing? Talk about the albums? Yeah, it's time to talk about oh, is this a music podcast? Talk about the album. Oh, yeah. Should we do a video breakdown right now? That seems like a good idea. <laughs> All right. So listen, we are talking about Faith by George Michael. Okay. This is really, he had released some singles, including Careless Whispers. Uh, as a as an individual solo artist, but this was his first album without Wham. And what you don't realize is that this album, and you guys know I love these. I love this with Adele. I love this with Thriller. I love talking about it with these albums. This is the fucking juggernaut of the late '80s. There is no album that can compare to this. It's on one of the best. It's 25 million copies. 
It's on some of the highest selling albums of the world. Uh, listen, this was a, he sang on this album. He played most of the instruments on this album. He produced every song on this album. He wrote every one but one that he co-wrote with somebody on this album. This album was in the Billboard Top 10 for 51 non-consecutive weeks, and it was number one for 12 weeks. Number one, 12 weeks. Yeah. Guys, that's like, what? Matt, can you look up what episode was 139 for us? Can you look that up? Thank you. That would be 12 weeks. Whatever Matt's about to say, and I'm going to wait on tenterhooks right now. Okay, and will I edit this part out? Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Paranoid. That's how long it was up there. Paranoid seems like forever ago. That's a lifetime ago. Uh, it yeah. was the first. It was also the first album by a white solo artist to hit number one on the black on the Billboard Top Black Albums chart. Hmm. This had four number one singles on it: Faith, Father Figure, One More Try, Monkey, making George Michael the only British male solo artist to have four number one hits on the album uh, from one album, and he joined two other people. We had four consecutive number ones. So think about this. You get a number one single. The next single is one of yours. That's number one. Then the next single that's number one is one of yours. And then the next single that's number one is one of yours. Two other artists beside him did it. You know who they are? Got to be Taylor Swift, right? Nope. Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston. Oh, man. Both of whom released albums in this year because Bad and Whitney both came out yep. this year. And that, I mean, it's that's a crazy stat. That's a crazy company to be keeping. Yeah. And Prince, we can't forget Sino of the Times. Uh, not on the same chart, in the level of chart success. And finally, it won the uh, Best Album Grammy in 89. George Michael is the only solo artist winner of a Grammy for Best Album that's queer. There's been no other Grammy winner that's a solo artist that's been really? queer that's won Best Album. That's crazy, what, right? What did Sam Smith win? Sam Smith won something. I know, but it wasn't best. It wasn't best album. Yeah. Right, it was like best song. Yeah. You wonder what George Michael would do if he could just have been out of the closet and right. be singing songs. Yeah. Like it would have been really interesting to see. Right. Yeah. Because I think, I mean, he obviously can write a song. He can produce a song. He knows how to make a pop song. But like, to, to, I don't know. To be out in the open would have been killer. Now this. This song, listen to this, Faith. Iconic. We've gone over the video. He looks so good in the video. I, I, it's I, a great video. I love the organ at the beginning. Like, you listen to the organ, and if you ne you had no idea what this was, you would have no clue what was coming up. And then it breaks into this. It's, it's fantastic. Well, Russell, do you know what the organ is from? No. So check us out. This is the organ at the beginning of the song. Sam Smith won... Song record and song of the year for Stay With Me in 2014, but not Stay the album. So that so, so listen to the listen to the organ there. And that I gotta pull one thing, guys. I'll be able to pull this real quick. So you listen to that. And now listen to this. So he's actually oh. starting the album with a song from Wham that oh. sounds like it would be played in a church, mm -hmm. right? And he did the same thing when he burned his jacket from this album on a later album video. He's kind of doing the Taylor Swift eras thing where he's marking the change of George Michael as he goes. Wow. Which I think is so cool. Next up, okay, 
Now, for me, this was always a figure eight, but my dad was also <laughs> ravishing Rick Rude. So, father figure. <laughs> Put your tiny hand in mine. I mean, can you imagine if your dad was ravishing Rick Rude? He'd be like, oh, when I get older, I'm going to be so good looking. Because that guy still holds up, by the way. He's hot as hell. I heard I heard Prince in this a little bit, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this is... Yeah, this comes out after Purple Rain. For sure, he's listening to Prince. He's, he talks about basically wanting to make music like Prince made. He's like, I think I can make yeah. an album like Prince. When, when I heard this song, though, we talked about Prince before, and Matt, I remember, talked about this a long time ago, was when Prince played all these instruments, and one of the instruments that Prince played on his, one of the, the those songs was finger snaps he did hand claps and finger snaps yes oh, and if you listen to that you hear those finger snaps. snaps going on in that song it's kind of like a cool little beat it, it's like gives the whole rhythm of the song so i thought we could do a list of the greatest songs ever featuring finger snaps finger snap songs oh love god it. i'm behind now oh no russ is gonna yell at me after the podcast it's, <laughs> well, I think it's, it's, it's okay wait to hear those one more time yeah, this is a oh, finger snap. Blast. I like it. It's hard to remember. It might have been a, might have been a snaps in the rain album. Matt brought up where yeah. Prince played like 25 instruments, yeah. and one okay. of them was finger snaps, right? All right, the first song on the list, actually, this is Rob. We were talking about Wham a little bit before. This isn't the first time George Michael has done finger snaps because they mm-hmm. also did it with Wham. And it's the Jitterbug song. I don't know the real name oh, of the song. Right. Oh, Wake Me Up, of course. Wake Me Up. Check out the beginning. Yes. Yes. Should I cut it off right before it gets some cooking? We got, we got nah, the stamps right at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, are we sure? I'm not going to get into it. It's a, it's a finger snap-esque sound. Yes. The other ones on the list are, will be legit finger snaps. Is this the top five pop song? No. It's so Sorry. good. Guys, this is a bop. Top five? I would say if we did a DVD song tournament, this versus the... Who's the guy who plays in Fleetwood Mac who does the Holiday Road song? The Lindsey Buckingham Holiday Road versus that song we just... The Jitterbug song would be the ultimate eight versus nine matchup. I hate to tell you that Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go would be a 16 seed because they are by alphabetized. I don't know if you realize that. It's true. All right, so uh, that was not on the list. That was just I wanted to make sure we knew that he's done this kind of sound before. But we have heard finger snaps. We've heard Beyonce, Prince do it, and Beyonce, Drunk in Love, also had finger snaps. We've talked about that one before. Um, I also wanted to give honorable mentions to the Adams Family song. Did not make the list, even though the... You have to mention it. And then Lil John also had a a song called Snap Your Fingers. Snap Your Fingers. Do you stamp? Which was very good, but it, it was hard to hear the finger snaps hey, over the production. Let me see you do it. Hey. I feel like I'm playing it right now in the background. <laughs> All right. First song on the list. Rob already mentioned this this movie, I believe, but we're going to talk about the song from 1965. This is The Temptations, My Girl. Oh, so uh, funny. Yes. <laughs> Those Ooh, snaps are really beautiful. Yeah. So clear, too. This is a song, Aaron. I love this song. You can't. I mean, you hear it so many times, but you're like, it's perfect. The guitar is perfect. The voice is perfect. I I was reading that song was produced by Smokey Robinson. He offered it. He was going to offer it to the Miracles. He ended up giving it to the Temptations. 
I think that was David Ruffin's first song on lead yeah, vocals, that's, right? That's Aaron. the right move. Yeah, that's the right move. David Ruffin just yeah. knocks that one all the God way out. Damn. And I was reading George Michael grew up a, a huge fan of Motown. He was a big fan of the Supremes oh, growing right. up. He studied all their music growing up. And he listed two of his biggest influences were Stevie Wonder and Smokey Robinson, who produced My Girl. Gasms. Nice. Oh. Listen. You know what? He does produce Russ, I love that song so much. You know what grade I'd give it? What's that? Bees Plus. Bees Plus for my girl. <laughs> yep. You'll go into shock when you see how good the song is. Do you think Macaulay Culkin died because of the overwhelming number of bee stings or because he was allergic to bee stings? He died? <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Jeez. <laughs> Oh, I guess I, I was like, well, this is weird. That it ends with him sleeping so much, but I was like, I'd be awake if there's that many bees around me. Go back and finish that one. All right. He's next song sleeping. on the list. We talked about this artist last week. This song is from 1983. It's Billy Joel. The song is the longest time. Oh, nice. Little doo-wop. This would be like, this is like Rob doing a song. It's like Billy on all all the tracks. It is. And I, you know what? I kind of love it. I know it's corny. It's another one where it's kind of corny, but I'm down. I mean, yeah, I mean, how can you not did, love it? It's Russell, delightful. Did I ever tell you about when I met Billy Joel here in New York? No. I was working in a shop. And in the shop, we had various cookware and stuff, and we sold spices, right? And so we had this all these spices, and we had cumin, and we had all this stuff. And so Billy Joel comes in. And he points to the one. I said, he goes, I want some of that up there. I go, oh, that one? He goes, no, no, no. The one that takes up the whole package. It's like, I don't know. It's like oh, three, three oh feet long. Oh, and I said, oh, you're looking for the longest time that we have. <laughs> the longest time. Yeah. Unlike Onion so Head, who would give you the longest things. slime. You can hear you, right? <laughs> Billy Joel, oh, big, big, oh. he, big fan of... George Michael, he actually played Faith at the George Michael Tribute concert when he died in 2016. Oh, man. I am begging. Can somebody check is the next album, Billy Joel, for the longest time, and I can do for the longest slime. Please, please let me do that song. <laughs> All right, next song on the list is from 1981. Is this so is Queen and David Bowie. The song is Under Pressure. You've got claps Jeez, and this, finger snaps yeah. alternating here. Man, speaking of influences on George Michael. But I'm not going to steal your thunder. All right, oh, stop. you go for it, Aaron. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with a brand new invention. Something. Grab a Grabs hold of me tightly. tightly. Flow like no. a hawk. Both daily, daily and nightly. We don't have to stop. Yo, I don't know. Do with the Turn off the lights. Much, and I'll go to the extreme. I rock a black like a vandal. Light up the stage beat. and watch jump like a candle. It's, it's not the same beat, though. It's hot. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I mean, when I listen to George Michael, I think of Freddie Mercury. Like, I think he must have patterned some of his, his vocalism. Well, they did Freddie. a great version version of um someone to love where george michael sang oh right. have you ever seen that it's that's it's yeah. so was at the live aid or whatever yes yeah. oh, i'm gonna play a little bit this is worth us shutting this down and just watching this yep. okay and i have not missed with a video yet today so not gonna start now i mean george michael a rock star Oh, yes, right. George Michael, I think, played three songs at the Mercury Tribute concert. And these were the ones everyone was raving about. 
And to think about the connection between queer artists from different generations, right? And what this is saying. Watch this, though. You want to see the best part? And Russell, you know what's coming up? It's a bit of a round. The hand claps? Right here, listen. All right. Russell, he's talking to you, Russell. Everyone. Everyone. Me too? Yes. Somebody to love. Oh, no, the delay. I forgot. Somebody to love. Me. Somebody to love. You're down here. I'm up here. You're down here. Wait. Love. Oh, jeez. Okay, wait. I'm getting to the good part. Just wait. You gotta trust me. Once again, I don't think this is truly around, but it is fun. What? What a song. Amazing performance through the crowd. Look at that. Just listen. George. Amazing. Talented, isn't he? In front of all those people, and you know I mean, every one of them is waiting for that spot, and you've got to nail it, and he does it. What a pro. Well, you know, I talked to George Michael once, and I said, were you nervous at this? Were you trembly? And he said, no, Wembley. 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 Not trembly, Wembley. Aaron, you had mentioned how uh, the influence that these artists had on George Michael. He said he was a big Bowie fan and a big Queen fan, but he always thought Bowie was kind of Hello. like a level of coolness that was above Queen, and he said he was surprised when Bowie worked with Queen, and he said the first half of the song, oh, wow. you know, Bowie's doing his thing, but Freddie Mercury's kind of doing that, like, DDD, like all that gibberish stuff, and he's like, this is just nonsense, yeah. or whatever, but then the second half of the song becomes genius. You have all these big melodies and everything, and he said it's actually a brilliant record. He called it a brilliant record. Yeah. This is a top five pop song, in my mind. All right, next song on the list is from 1988. We were talking about like the best albums of the 80s, Rob. I don't think we could get through without no. talking about Michael Jackson. The song is Man in the Mirror. Check out the finger snaps. Ooh, this is a great song, too. It's gonna feel real good. Damn. Michael Jackson credited with the snaps on this one. Yes, of course. Who else would you have snap? He was in the Jackson Five. Yeah, I mean, he's, gonna, he's not going to give the credit. If he, if he credits somebody else, he's going to pay him. He's not going to do that. Greg Fillingaines is still out there waiting for a check. I would have loved to hear Michael Jackson and George Michael trade songs. I'd like to hear George Michael do this one. I would love to hear Michael do. They I don't talked know, like about collaborating or on something. I was reading it. They were going to collaborate on something, and George uh, Michael said. Jackson was a little strange in their meeting where Michael Jackson wouldn't look at him in. He would only look at his manager. So they had like an awkward conversation and couldn't get past it. Boy, for somebody that owned a chimp, that's so weird to hear. He was a weirdo. Uh, Now, listen, get bit by a monkey. Have your roommate stop by. See if you're okay. Here's the thing. (laughs) Can I just tell you what I think of with Man in the Mirror? What the number one thing I think of? What's that? That was one of my all-time karaoke bombs. An absolute. You, you, You failed fiasco in a bar, uh, not my normal bar up North around strangers. I had the audacity to do man in the mirror. Can you imagine the, the, the I've pride? Told you this, I've told you I've seen this, right? I've told you that I've seen this, that the, the greatest karaoke performance I've ever seen was man in the mirror. What? 
I went out. Yes, in Minneapolis, I was out at the at the. It was out at the. I can't remember the name of the bar, but it was where like the theater people would go to do karaoke on Sunday nights. So it was like, it was a total like one of one of personship. Uh, no, it was like it was right on the cusp of downtown, like like near Mortimer's. Like, you know, in that area, but like a little bit further west, maybe. But here was Meaning the deal. Tower of it Peace. was like it was. Ooh, that's a good spot. It was just this real like anything you can do, I can do better thing. Like everyone would get up. But I, the night I went, there was a guy who sat by himself who was not in the theater theater crowd. He was wearing a baseball cap that said Mickey across top. It was this Mickey Mouse thing? He got up yes. and he. He didn't speak to anyone. He got up and he turned out man in the mirror, like shut the place down and then just went back down and sat down by himself. The greatest karaoke performance I've ever seen in my life. When 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 George Michael was writing Faith, he was thinking about being in the same league as Michael Jackson and Prince. He said, I wanted to be in the same stratosphere as them. Michael Jackson had just done Thriller and he was like, I've got the guts to do it now. I want to be in the same mode as those guys. I want to make music as good as theirs. So I think Prince and Michael Jackson have some definitely you know, pushing George Michael to do something new and different, right? Listen, like the healthy competition. Yeah. Listen, George Michael had a great album in 1987. Okay. (laughs) But the idea that it's starting to creep in my mind that he's up there with Prince and Michael Jackson, I got to fight those thoughts back. That's an insane statement, right? He's really good. I love this album. He doesn't have, there's not a ton of other George Michael albums on this list. I'm just going to say that right now. Aaron, did you see anybody at this karaoke bar wearing uh, aqua socks? Because if you did, that was the otter, you ought to stop in for sure, hundred percent. I don't recall. It's been it's been a long time ago now. All right, last song on the list. This is from 2013. I don't know if we've talked about this song before, but check out the finger snaps. It, the artist is Lord. The song is Royals. Check this out. Oh, it's a good song. Hear those snaps? Yeah. Hey. This is a good song. I'm probably going to edit this out because I don't want somebody to steal my million dollar idea. The Kansas City Royals, the baseball team, should use this song for stuff. You know what, Rob? Lord was actually inspired by that. She saw George Brett, mm-hmm. not George Michael, but George Brett in a picture. And she saw the jersey that said Royals and said, that is such a cool word. I need to make a song with that word. What? Wow. Real. Wow, good thing she didn't see a Cleveland Indians jersey. Jesus Christ, that could have been a disaster for her. The offensive. A lot of Terrible. people, um, there was a song that Lord did called Solar Power. It sounded a lot like George Michael's Freedom 90, and it brought got brought oh, up right. with his estate, and his estate said they would have been flattered by the comparison to Lord. so I thought that was pretty cool. Wow, Russell. That was a, you know what? That list felt like it was done in a snap. Hey, Rob. It was easily a top five list. Oh, yeah. What's that? Oh, you're snapping. Oh, you're snapping. I could. (laughs) Do you not have the video up? Do you not watch us on the video when we're talking, Rob? I do watch you. I'm not just looking at Chad or whoever. (laughs) Chad, who's Chad? (laughs) Chad's not even here. Chad's out of here, man. Uh, Listen. No, Russell, I knew what you're doing. You're doing a doo-wop snap. I could tell. If you, I'll tell you what, Russell. If you and I, you know, you, you think about it, you're moving houses. We're lucky to have houses. What if we were outside in the alley? We're surrounding a bin that was on fire. And it might sound a little something like this. One, two, three, four. Oh, oh for the longest time. Oh. <laughs> All right. Matt, did you give Rob one of those new drinks or what? Let's what go. Uh, 
Next up, I mean, hey, I've heard of people ah, lusting the after their track of the album. Their ex. I want your sex. You know what this is like. <laughs> I love the lyrics of this song. Like this song, sex is natural, sex is fun. Mm. Later in the song, he just says, "Have sex with me." It's so great. Like the lyrics are fantastic. Does this one have to be turned off at the in the record corner at your house during the day, or is your son jam into this? Um, he hasn't asked yet. We played this. I played this several times this week, and he he did. He he definitely vibed to it. He was enjoying it, but yeah, I don't think he asked about the words yet. I played this song for my wife, and when it got to that part where he said, "Sex is natural, sex is good," she laughed out loud. All right. <laughs> so there's two parts of that song. Let's play the second part because they're called rhythms. Right? And so this was the rhythm one was lust. Rhythm two is brass in love. I swear to God, that's what it said. You can hear the change right there. Yeah, I like this. And it's got the brass. So it's brass in love. I mean, these are kind of bops. He might be better than Michael Jackson. I might be right about that. Also, in the movie Beverly Hills Cop 2, and what's crazy about this, Aaron, you were just watching that the other day. You were talking about her. That album Beverly Hills Cop comes out months before this album that song blows up they release the single early to meet demand right like that's how ah. great that song is also that one this is another one like the video was a total and it, juggernaut it got too. total banned during daytime radio can you imagine like you hear have people yeah. at home being like oh, I want your sex what okay meanwhile I was at home being like you gotta lick it before you stick it and we're all singing around the kitchen table we're having a great time with music. All right, one more try. <laughs> this one got all the way up to number one in the charts. It's fourth single. This song rules. It's not about rugby like a lot of people think. I love the way he sings this song. I read this was in the tradition of Marvin Gaye and Stevie Wonder. I, is that, you hear, do you hear any influence there, Aaron, or no? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, they really... Yeah, like all, a lot of the vocalisms are from listening to that. Definitely. Where does George Michael rank on your singer list? What do you think of him as a singer? I never think of him until this album is on. And then I'm like, man, he sings the hell out of one it's more crazy. try. I really wasn't familiar with A Ton Past Faith, but man, he's... This album, like, I just like the sound. I, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a little wearing on you because it is that 80s super synth sound, but mm. God, he's, I mean, he's got a voice. And then I'm telling you, Watch a video with him and Wham, what he looks like. He's a god. He's a walking god among us. Like, it it would be awesome to look that good. Oh, it'd be a superpower. Oh, my God. Hard Day. This is one where I'm just playing the part where he uh, turns his voice into a female voice electronically. Now, what other artists have we covered uh, that did that? (laughs) Who did that? Prince and Camille. Prince, listen to this. That's George Michael. I didn't realize that when listening. Is that different than chipmunk, chipmunk hip hop? Um, yeah, I don't know exactly how they. Yeah, I'm not sure how they do this. Or if it's the same thing that Prince did with Camille or not. Matt, Matt, what do you think of this one? You've talked before, like you like the really produced '80s synth stuff, but sometimes you don't. I'm, I was curious what you would think of this one. I, you know, this is a little too poppy for me. I guess I sure. think I like the more grungy synth, if you will, yeah. Talking Heads, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and I just, I, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but the the documentary about George Michael and how he got from Wham to solo artist, and then essentially why he didn't turn into the 
Michael Jackson's of the world because he essentially just stopped because he's in these horrible record contracts that he ended up like changing how contracts are written mm. for a lot of these mega artists and stuff. So, you know, I think until you really hear him sing and hear some of these songs and hear the power that he's got, like I just, uh, to Rose, I'd never think of him until watching that movie and now listening to this uh, album again. You know, he is a wonderful artist. He's great. And so I almost, it's almost, I wish it wasn't as poppy. And later on it gets, you know, in his career, he gets less poppy with the synth. So I don't mind it, but you know, he, he sounds much better when you don't have all that poppiness in the back. He's now, like the slap shot of <laughs> 80s music. Wow, Russell. Well, well, right up Whoa. there. Right. Top three. Wow. That's the third time I've heard that today. God <laughs> damn it. Uh, listen, this song, I think I have found a stolen song on this album. I think he stole this song. Oh, really? Hand to mouth. Just listen. Yeah. I was going to argue with it. That- Does that sound a lot like this song? I think he stole this song from himself. From himself? I think he rewrote Careless Whispers that he released as George Michael before this album and turned it into hand and mouth. It would be like if you were a Marine, but you posed as a Navy veteran and Mm -hmm. it was stolen valor, but you stole it from yourself. That's right. I was going to argue with you at the end of last week. At the end of last week, when you were like, of all the things that Bruce wants us to know about and all George Michael wants us to know about is his sex, because this song is actually about a lot of the stuff that Bruce Springsteen was writing about. So there is one there's one parallel between last week and this week. I don't think George Michael ever used the word electric chair in the song, though, as much as uh, Bruce did. <laughs> look at your hands. I'll tell you what, the number of times I'm walking around New York and I look at my hands and I've got gross stuff on my hands is too high. Like I'll be on the escalator and then there's a Blake Black like smudge at my hand. No thanks. Rob, could you jump forward to like the three minute mark? I thought this song like was kind of a fun song. I don't know if it's one of the stronger ones, but like the piano kicks in. I, I enjoyed it. Ooh, I like that. Oh, yeah. Sounds so good. I mean, it definitely has like the 80s cop drama yeah. music vibe, but I, he's doing it perfectly. So I like it. I've never, I, I know the song Faith. I don't think I know one other George Michael song. Like, I know he's like a famous musician from the 80s, but I didn't know anything about him really at all, other than I think he died a few years ago. But did you guys ever, did you, have you heard any of these songs before listening to this or not? I had. Yeah. yeah. And then I think the first time I heard, even really knew about him is he saying that uh don't let the sun come down on me with uh yeah. elton john with elton john you know and then i was like yeah. oh who's and then you remember him from this ton of wham songs which you probably recognize a few of the wham songs i recognize know. it but i don't I, yeah. I didn't know wham i didn't know he was in wham or anything and I, I mean, he was I the biggest from- of the big he was the biggest of the biggest pop star for a short period there i mean just yeah pretty short couldn't get enough of him but I remember these from the videos. I think, like, I think my mom would watch VH1 sometimes. And VH1, like, like the the I Want Your Sex video and the Faith video. Next up, guys. Now you might be asking yourself another song about a monkey. I mean, guys, what? Literally, okay. Can I just ask you this? What are the chances that we have talked about a monkey so much on this podcast, <laughs> and now there's a song called Monkey? Ironical. Rob, I'm gonna set my monkey free here in a minute, but you oh. might have to turn your cameras off. Set your monkey free. It's more of an orangutan these days with that big face, you know, it's like hanging down. This is this is produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. It sounds a little uh, bit right. different than the rest of the album. 
Yes, 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 right. It sounds like control, right? Yeah. This was number one on the Billboard, a song called Monkey. So multiple times a DJ would get on and be like, and here next up is Monkey. I mean, it's a weird song title and like it's the lyrics are strange, but it's kind of catchy, isn't it? What? I mean, if it, yeah. What, what do you got a groove, man? What does he mean by set your monkey free? Is this like another funny movie? I remember Project X. Do you guys ever remember that movie? Matthew Broderick. They did. Matthew Broderick. They tested the stuff on the chimps, like put them through nuclear waste and stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny. <laughs> Next up, okay. What would you do if you knew if you if you were with Mr. T on Valentine's Day, kissing a fool? Oh, he's back. Lounge act here. This is so different than the rest okay. of the album, isn't yeah, it? Right? It's weird. So I wrote this. I, I just wrote "What the fuck," right? Yes. The cat skills. This sounds like something Lady Gaga would make Tony Bennett do when he's like ninety-seven years old. They'd be there. She'd be like, "Get out there, you old bag. Sing this song." <laughs> Take these pictures of me, so people think I'm your I'm your legacy here. He oh. recorded these vocals a cappella, then added the instruments around them. Wow. Which is crazy. This song peaked at number five on the Billboard. Five. What is going on that this got up to number it's five? Total, that's like a heat check, right? He was like, Can, "Yeah, am I, am I such a pop star right now?" That Aaron Price or this other see what happens. He releases this as a single. He's like, "These fucking pigs will eat any I mean, slop I give them." <laughs> you have to say, like, it, it kind of. If that song gets to number five, you kind of have to start thinking about like, well, what's the quality of the music then in the eighties, right? Jeez, that song is not. That song is not. Yeah, good. Or, I mean, were people just buying stuff or playing it because it was yeah. him or whatever, right? Yeah, it doesn't really mean anything. Can I tell you it? this? I didn't want to bring this up because I don't like being negative, but I'm going to read to you who was also up for best album. Oh, okay? let's hear it. I'm yeah, let's hear it. Uh, so, album of the year from 1989. Well, this was from '87. Uh, yeah, but this was the the Grammys for 89. Uh, listen, I don't know. Don't ask me. I think you're right. But the 89 Grammys, this is up for it. This is who he beat. Ready? Yeah. Tracy Chapman, Tracy Chapman. Great album. Can't argue with that. Okay. But yep. it's a little, I mean, there's some good songs. There's some great songs. Great album. A little slow, maybe. Simple Pleasures by Bobby McFerrin is the next one up. Oh, wow. What is that? Does that have "Don't Worry, Be Happy" on it? That's got to be the, the top only top five hundred. I, I doubt it. It's crazy. That's wild. No, that's crazy. Okay. Then there is "Nothing Like the Sun" by Sting. Okay, and you'll never oh, no. guess how he got into the Grammys. This is gonna this is gonna blow your mind. <laughs> how do you think? <laughs> he, I bet it's because he reversed a sharpshooter by Bret Hart and put him in the sharpshooter <laughs> and won via submission. He actually came down from the ceiling, Russell. He came yes. down from the ceiling. He took off his Sting sweater that he wears, and guess what he was wearing he, underneath? He was the fake Sting. Another Sting sweater. He was wearing the Sting sweater. <laughs> hey, John from Edina, there's your wrestling content. Uh, and then Roll With It by Steve Winwood, right? So oh, a, Matt, a Matt favorite, Steve Winwood. Are any of these in the top 500? I doubt it, right? But then look, but but there's like there's some weird funny Chapman business because, because yeah. this, like, how this got to the 89 Grammys when it was released in 87, I don't know. Because then you look at 88, yeah. and that's Joshua Tree, Whitney, Bad, and Sino of the Times. Well, that's... I mean, that's... that's a, yeah. So, like, if it was in that killer class, uh -oh. that's, and those are its peers. Like, those are the albums okay. it's actually, like, you know, peers with. 
And then Bonnie Raitt wins in 1990, which kind of rules. Beating Traveling Wilburys and Fine Young Cannibals. What? Drives me crazy. Remember when everybody thought that was a good song? All right. Uh, next, that is it for Faith by George Michael. That's Let's it. get into the rating oh. system. And now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. The patented and very popular Beck Did It Better rating system. Oh, Tracy yeah. Chapman. Tracy Chapman is two fifty six. Oh wow! We're gonna get to that. Yeah, one. We'll I, I'm kind of excited for that. I, I don't. I think Three I only know one now. Tracy Chapman song. Aaron, can you do me a favor before we yeah. do that album? Can you buy me a car? Or no? Can you buy yourself a new car? But here's the thing about what that car has to be. Okay, and this is gonna kind of blow your mind a little bit. <laughs> Slow All car. Right, but if I do that. What are you going to get? Is it fast? It should be fast. You're right. All right. So if I get a fast car, what are you going to do? Huh? Uh, I'll probably drive it anywhere. (laughs) Go go get a ticket. Go get a ticket. If Tracy Uh, Chapman wrote a song about Aaron's car, would it be called a fast car that got stuck up on a retaining wall? Mm -hmm. Stuck on a retaining wall? Aaron sticking that car on a retaining wall is only slightly less depressing than the actual song. No, it's actually... Way less depressing than the actual song "Fast Car." Another song, "A Laugh Riot." That's, that's a so one. funny. Watch, listen yeah, to that. Yeah, watch, watch uh, my girl at the same time. It's a great time. Now, listen, we can't talk about this stuff. You guys are wasting my time. Let's get yeah, into the Jake Isles band on that list. Oh yes, J J J A Y. I gotta scroll up to the J's. J P. No, I think it's J A Y. His his name is Jake Isles. No, I'm just kidding. It's J period for sure. And you know how I knew that? I'm not, I'm not on my computer, I, I had to uh, take the picture. And so I uh, I took a freeze frame. Freeze frame! <laughs> Jay Dilla, but no Jay Guy. Oh, yeah, donuts. Freeze frame! All right, so is this album, we are looking at the list. Of course, we couldn't care less about the album, how it sounds, how famous he is, how much George Michael blows our mind when we don't think about him all the time. We care about the list, okay? This is at 151, okay? This is way up on the list. This is like 30.05% through the list. Is this a good place for faith by George Michael, okay? And on, we are going to count it on a scale of, oh, I thought something would come, guys. What have we talked about today? Scale of, no, I'm going to back up. Okay. Hey, throwing this truck in reverse. Beep, 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 A beep, scale of, a scale beep. of my lower legs to your beep. lower legs. Beep. Oh. <laughs> beep. How far are you backing up? <laughs> just making sure. I haven't actually moved. I just turned on the reverse thing, but some people are back there. So now I'm going to back up. Beep, beep, beep. Rob, this better turn out really good. I just wasted my closing joke on the my feet and lower legs being just like your mom's. Uh, all right. So I'm going to start this again. This, of course, is at 151. Okay. Not 99 bananas, like some people were saying earlier. Light it, light it up. Is this album at 151? Okay. Would you say... Would you say this is the perfect amount of DVDs to own? Okay. This is the greatest amount. Hey... Perfect amount of DVDs to own is about half of what you do right now. So I think we're on the right track. All right. Russell's going to have a great collection of major league. One night he's watching major league. One night he's watching the rookie or whatever we've picked. And one night he's watching a movie about a guy named Mr. Baseball. 
That was part of this episode, if you recall. Now, that would be rolling well-toned. I just this- want to know the last DVDs that I did not transfer in the big tub that I brought with me like, to go through. Please. Mm-hmm. It was seasons like one through seven of Entourage. Those were the ones, the oh, last wow. ones yeah. that went in the donation bag. Yeah, you're not going to rewatch those. Entourage was kind of a fun show, though, because you'd watch it and it'd be kind of funny. And then every once in a while, it'd be just incredibly gorgeous, topless people. And you're like, hmm. <laughs> Turns out I like both these things. It's a show for me. Finally, so finally have, a show for me. They didn't have me. a lot of episodes with ugly topless people, did they, Rob? Well, if you remember, he was on Nickelodeon. What? Ugly. Ugly? So, yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> that is a pull. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, and listen, if you think this album should have been pulled up higher on the list, which, of course, would have been lower, okay, on this uh, podcast app because it would have come first. Now, that's an interesting way to think about it. If you're on a podcast app, you are often scrolling down to get to new episodes, a lot like this list. That would be a rolling bone. It should be higher up on the list. Or if you think this should be higher up on the podcast app coming out later in time, that, of course, would be a rolling groan. It should be higher on the list. Okay. Oh, oh, oh I'm a huge Bobby McFerrin fan. I wish this was way lower on the list, you piece of shit. Okay. Said nobody. By the way, that's a great uh, character to do. The angry Bobby McFerrin fan, right? (laughs) (laughs) Eat shit. Don't worry, eat shit. (laughs) And is he snapping? Is he finger snapping? Oh, he's played every part. I have have season tickets to the Minneapolis uh, Orchestra with Bobby McFerrin. Don't worry. Those dumb pieces of shit. God, I hate the orchestra. shit. (laughs) (laughs) The angry Bobby McFerrin fan is so funny to me. (laughs) All right. Just listening to that song. Just That's Latimer. Listening to that song before a game. Go, yeah, fuck yeah. Get fucked up. Oh, God. Was that this episode? Here's a little song I wrote. I might like to sing it. Note for note. But don't worry. Yeah, fucking yeah, place at the table. <laughs> what the hell accent does that Bobby McFerrin has now? Eat shit. <laughs> That's that what he sounds like in the song. I was not doing enough accent. Pennsylvania Bobby like- McFerrin. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Aaron? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? And of course, we were talking about Bobby McFerrin, question mark? George Michael, Faith, 1987 Michael, Faith. to 1989, apparently. Yeah, I think it's a monster album. I think the hits are massive. It was uh, such as we talked about an important album at the time. Um, I didn't know this one that well, but I think it's kind of important for cultural and music reasons. So I'm going to give it a rolling well-toned. Uh, Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? George Michael, Faith. I kind of agree with Aaron. I didn't really know a lot of these songs. I knew Faith, but I didn't. Re- I don't think I knew any of the other songs, but I thought a lot of them were pretty catchy. There were a handful that were kind of strange. That was a kissing fool near the end that was just, it seemed no, way man. out of line with everything else in the album. But hey, Don't you turn uh, it back on me. I'm going to say if I if if I ever get my new record set up in the in the house set up with some some of those armless chairs or whatever mm-hmm. you were talking about, Aaron, if I had faith on vinyl and I just threw that on, I was like, that would be a pretty cool album to have. So I'm going to say it's rolling well toned. I enjoyed it. Well, it'd be really cool because you have that big Bob McFerrin fathead that we custom ordered for you. But instead of don't worry and be happy, <laughs> says don't worry. Shit. <laughs> They're like, Bobby, listen, Bobby, baby, baby, Bobby. We love this song. You're doing all the parts. Love it. Okay. It reminds me of that Billy Joel song. I heard about from a guy who actually worked in a spice shop. If you remember that story from earlier. Oh, 
<laughs> and so I love it. You're doing all the parts. Here's the thing. Don't worry. Yeah, love it. Okay. And the whole song, you know, uh, it's talking about, oh, landlords say your rent is late. You may have to litigate. Russell, of course, being a slumlord, is like, that sounds like me, kind of. And, but the part where you go, don't worry, eat shit. There's just, I feel like it could be a little more euphonious in that part. And I know you've yelled at me. You get quite angry that says swearing's okay. And it's actually, but nobody's ever going to write a song called I Want Your Sex and go against this song. We got to be clean, baby. Clean. That's the new phase. That's the new hobby. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Rolling Bone, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Grown? And keep in mind, that was a fathead joke that I made earlier. I think uh, for, if for anything else, George Michael is a titan and sure. deserves to have an album up here. So I'm going to say, I, 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 I really like this album. I don't know how much I'll listen to it again. You know, I don't know. I think I'd, I'd rather go back to some of the early 80s synth if I'm going to listen to anything. But he, as a Titan, he certainly uh, deserves to be here. So I'm going to say rolling well-toned. Mm. Unfortunately, you guys are once again, for the 151st sure, Bananas sure. time, you are incorrect. Hey, Rob, shit. Eat shit. This <laughs> Hey, Rob, eat shit. Russell, shit. would you back off? I'm really worried about this podcast. <laughs> Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. You're always telling me not to worry. I'm trying to write hey, a song where I do all the parts. Hey, Rob. Don't be so angry. Rob, relax. Don't be so Rob, angry. Relax. Relax, Rob. Maybe you were the problem with the song. Maybe you were the problem on the podcast, Rob. Relax. <laughs> Meanwhile, Frankie goes to Hollywood, is sitting outside of Russell's apartment, being like, wait a minute. This guy talking to Bobby McFerrin. He, well, okay. Relax, smoke. Eat shit. Rivets. <laughs> door. Open. Smoke pours out. Right? Who is it? Time machine. It's. Oh, Frankie. no. It's Frankie Goes to Hollywood. And he's yeah. listening to the producer of Bobby McFerrin's album. Tell him that don't worry. Eat shit <laughs> is bad. And Bobby McFerrin has said he's worried about it. And what did you say? What would you say, Russell? Because they're also roommates, by the way. He's living with his producer. So what would you say to a roommate that's a good idea to say to them? Relax. Hmm. Eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> when Frankie goes to Hollywood's outside. Hey. Hey, Frankie, this is your cousin, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny goes to Hollywood. I... I think I found that sound you've been looking for. <laughs> Michael Fox is on stage doing this song instead of Johnny Be Good. Everybody's this like, "Put me at all time high or the all time low of the podcast." He's like, I don't know which one. Yeah, I'm so confused. It's one or the other. He's like, "Listen, you guys are, don't like this, but your parents are going to kind of like it, but not really." <laughs> It's more of an ironic like. And then you find out later it's actually about masturbation, which blows your mind. All right. So, oh my God, you guys waste so much time on this podcast. Such a long episode. <laughs> Unfortunately, you were incorrect. Okay. 202. This gets a. 202. <laughs> There's a lot to edit out, Russell. Don't worry. I'll edit out a lot. There's some stuff that's not about Bob McFerrin. It's out. <laughs> can you imagine what I'm, can I, and I'm hate, I hate to do this right now. 
Can you imagine what I'm going to have to do for the Bobby McFerrin episode? What is it? 252? I'm going to have to do a song That's like Tracy Chapman. Not yeah, Bobby there is no Bobby <laughs> We could do it next week, though. Now, Rosie, what about this song? Okay, can you write this down and remind me when we get to Tracy Chapman? Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. And then I, then I, then I also sing, you've got a fast car. I got to take it to anywhere. And I do yeah, a Bobby McFerrin version of Fast Car. Don't worry. You got a fast car. That is a pain. That is insane. Yeah, this right is outrageous. Now. All right. It's Matt's going to go to his yoga class. Okay. Well, if you guys would not interrupt me, I could actually do the podcast. <laughs> this gets a rolling 80s personification. Oh, Worth personification. It. Oh. It's exactly what you think 80s pop sounded like. We, I, I mean, this rolling to me. 80s Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All the way up the rails. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't worry. Be happy eating Listen, shit. Don't. Honey, the kids got us a card. They know we're stressed. All the jobs are going to China. I mean, the buddy I worked with at the plant, he went and shot this woman at the mart the other day. What? It's bad out there. No. Well, my kids got me a card. It's it's two parts. I'm going to read the outside of the card first. It says, don't worry. Now, honey, this is going great so far. I can't wait to read see what the, the inside of this card says from our kids. You open it up. Eat shit. Ow! That's the worst fucking setup. Or a joke in the history of the podcast. Shit. Honey, turn up the radio. It's that new Frankie Goes to Hollywood. He loves it. (laughs) This is so bad. Oh, honey, you're worried that our neighbors think we're too loud? Well, in the words of Bob McFerrin, don't worry. Eat shit. All right. So, next up. Oh, my God. It's Bob McFerrin. Hey, we, should, we can get through one more tonight, right? Next up. We should, probably, we should probably do Bobby McFerrin by Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> oh, wow. I can't wait to hear the remix. I mean, <laughs> how long could that album be? Don't worry, be happy. Rob, can't be my cousin long. had a baby two days ago and texted me about the podcast a day later. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you have to have more important shit going on in your life, right? No, they're just chilling, but you know. I think I have time now. Yeah. Is that what the baby well, listens to when they sit at home? Is this podcast? I mean, we're raising a child now. Let's think about that. What's up next week? What's the next week? Next next week, week the next band we have. It's so funny though that you would text you that. Next week. You won't be getting the text after this episode, Russell. I promise you that. No more text about this episode. Can you imagine John recommends this to his family and then they turn on the episode and hear this? <laughs> <laughs> Rob, what is what are we, what are we talking next about? Band. Next week? You can't do it. The next band is one of Aaron's favorites. Okay. What, what but just because they did the theme song to the Rush Limbaugh show, it's oh. Pretenders by the Pretender. Oh. A- boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you know the theme song too. I'm so confused. I knew Rush Limbaugh mostly as an NFL analyst. There's a famous comedy bit where they do the intro to the Rush Limbaugh, and it's boop, 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 do, 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 do. Beck did it better. I got to find out next week what brass in pocket means. I've never known. I can't wait to find out what it means. That's going to be good. You think it has something to do with the pubic lice face? <laughs> oh. It's time. Oh my God, Russell. Oh, is this episode? Aaron, all hail Liberia. All hail Liberia. All hail Liberia. Hail. 
Guys, that was this episode. You've had so many good jokes, and we should just hey. end it right there. I mean, we yeah. should. Yeah, we need to end it. We this should podcast. end it. Those are good. That would be a great ending, no, and we'd all be no, happy. No. This podcast was a heat check. Heat oh. check. Yeah. Guys, I haven't laughed this hard since I watched Stepmom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even get it anymore.